This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Future Brew Podcast here on mazenbrew.com and the SB Nation Podcast Network. I am Vaughn Lozon, site manager for mazenbrew.com, and I am riding solo today. John Simmons, my usual co-host on the podcast, is taking a well-deserved vacation somewhere warm. It is not warm, and I'm I'm looking out my window right now. Still snow on the ground uh to my displeasure but that is what i get for living in the state of michigan hope you are warm and safe wherever you may be uh, a big week coming up here for the michigan wolverines heading down to the fiesta bowl in arizona our trevor woods hopefully will be down there covering for us having some southwest flight issues if you haven't uh haven't seen that whole fiasco so Hopefully he's able to get down there, really uh, cross my fingers for him and for the website, but we will be covering it wall-to-wall no matter what happens. So stick with mazenbrew.com as the week progresses leading up to New Year's Eve, the college football playoff. Cannot wait. But this podcast is devoted to football recruiting, and we are going to stick with football recruiting today, something that we really haven't discussed much uh, over the last few weeks on the podcast, at least, and something I don't think we've covered at all just because of the early signing period with the 2023 class and everything leading up to that. That was a roller coaster of a ride with the Carmelo English recruitment, with the Jire Hill recruitment, uh, all of those. I mean, it all went positively for the Wolverines, but it kind of didn't allow us the opportunity to talk about the transfer portal and the success that Jim Harbaugh has been having in the transfer portal this December. It has been marvelous. They only have had a few guys transfer out of the program, mainly Cade McNamara and Eric All being the two main guys. They went over to Iowa. Uh, Tight end Lewis Hansen also transferred. He is now at UConn and defensive tackle George Rooks transferred to Boston College. But outside of those four guys, everyone else has stayed in Ann Arbor and Michigan. Despite losing four guys to the transfer portal, they have brought in seven players through the transfer portal, which is a very, very nice thing to see considering haven't really maintained a big presence in the portal over the last few years since it's been relevant. So I, they've they've had some players come in that have had success. Mike Dana is one of the ones that comes to mind for me immediately. And then this season, obviously, with Olu Oluwatimi at the center position. But really outside of those guys, nobody really significant, no one that like, was a, a a major game changer by any means. But I think there are a few guys in this transfer portal class that will arise to the occasion 
when their name is called. So let's just start right at the top with the first player that committed uh, to Michigan from the transfer portal. This happened three weeks ago. This was from Arizona State offensive lineman Ladarius Henderson. And he's a senior. He has spent time throughout his career at multiple positions. So will be really interesting to see where he ends up playing. He's six foot five, 310 pounds. One of the top interior offensive line prospects in the NFL draft decided to stay in college, transfer from Arizona State to Michigan. So that is a win in and of itself. It is going to pay dividends immediately for Michigan. I would imagine he would be one of the uh, interior linemen moving forward next season. I, I know that there are... Uh, pending decisions to be made by you know, Zach Zinter at the right guard position, Trevor Keegan at the left guard position, and uh, also Ryan Hayes at left tackle. But I think he's probably going to slide on the inside and make an impact there. He started all 13 games for Arizona State this past season, or I'm sorry, last season at in 2021 at left guard allowed just one sack. He was the 11th best guard uh, in the Pac-12 in uh, PFF ranking. He also won the Pac-12 Offensive Lineman uh, of the Week Award one week there at Arizona State. Um, It was then this past season, he made the move to left tackle and, um, or he started his career at left tackle. I'm sorry. I'm reading reading this all backwards here. Started at left tackle, moved to the interior. Will be interesting to see where he ends up playing at Michigan because he's got the experience at left tackle. He's got the experience uh, at the and left guard, so he can really go either way. So I guess it all just depends on which guys stay, which guys go from the current offensive line. I would imagine Ryan Hayes is probably gone. He technically still has a year of eligibility left. Trevor Keegan seems a bit more 50-50. He said in a recent media availability that he's still deciding what he wants to do. I think at the end of the day, I, I, I really think it would probably be in his best interest to go to the NFL draft. I don't really think his stock can become much higher at this point. He had a really good 2022 season back-to-back Joe Moore award-winning left guard for Michigan. I I think his stock is as high as it will ever be. So if he does go to the NFL draft, I think Henderson would slide into the left guard position very nicely. Uh, I I think his, he's got a really, really good future ahead of him. And uh, he was a captain at Arizona state as well. So wouldn't be surprised to see him be a captain at Michigan either, even though he will be a first year player in Ann Arbor. Let's move on to the second player who committed to Michigan in the transfer portal. And this one is a, in my opinion, I think this is the one that uh, is, is the biggest addition uh, in the transfer portal class for Michigan right now. And this is former Nebraska linebacker, Ernest Hausman, a really, really important player. I think moving forward, he was a true freshman this season at Nebraska and uh, started seven games, played in 12 total games He had 54 tackles, two tackles for loss, one sack, and one fumble recovery. And the one sack that he had, if you recall, was against J.J. McCarthy at the Big House last month. So he had a really big game against Michigan. He had 10 tackles, that one aforementioned sack, and a tackle for loss. 
the week after that, he had 12 tackles against Wisconsin. So he was just all over the football field towards the end of the season. He was a former three-star prospect coming out of the state of Nebraska. He was actually uh, recruited and offered by a former defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. So this is kind of a, a, a full circle moment for Ernest Hausman coming to Ann Arbor and just be, he's got three years of eligibility remaining. He was, like I said, a true freshman this past season. So he is going to, at the very least, be in Ann Arbor for the final two seasons of his career. Uh, so long as he doesn't enter the portal again, but really important pickup linebacker was a position of need in uh, the recruiting class out of high school for 2023 the um, recruiting class that just signed during the early signing day. Michigan didn't really get a a, a go-to line, like no Junior Colson in this 2023 class for Michigan. No one that really stands out as someone that, you know, he's a plus athlete, a plus player in general. Nobody that really stands out. A lot of... I mean, I, what they got at the linebacker position, this 23 class, I think Samaj Bridgman has a good future ahead of him, but I think it's going to take a little bit for him to get going. So I think having junior Colson as a junior next year, and then having Nakai Hill green, hopefully back healthy, ready to go along with Hausman. I think you've got a really solid linebacker core at that point. And then obviously waiting on the decision from Michael Barrett, uh, who still has one year of eligibility remaining as well. I also don't think he is going to come back. I think it's probably more likely that he leaves, although I don't think he has the NFL draft, um, I, I guess the, the draft ability that one Trevor Keegan has, who I mentioned uh, not long ago. I, I think Michael Barrett would probably be an undrafted free agent guy, maybe a late flyer late in, you know, sixth, seventh round of the draft. But I think from the comments that he made at a media availability a couple of weeks ago, it sounds like he's, you know, he defined himself as the old man in the room, doesn't want to be that. So I, I think the the writing may be on the wall with Michael Barrett. I don't know that for certain, but I, I, I tend to think he ends up leaving Ann Arbor after this year. So Again, Hausman, really good pickup, really good player, and has his best football ahead of him. And the important thing is that he played really good down the stretch of the season. He was kind of thrust into that starting role late in the season due to injury, but he played really well. He started off a little slow, and then that Michigan game, things really turned on for him. And then, again, 12 tackles in the game uh, following the Michigan game against Wisconsin. I think he's a really good player. I really like this addition at a very important position of need moving forward for Michigan. So a good pickup there. Let's talk about a couple offensive linemen next who both are from Stanford. And this name may ring a bell to you guys. If you, if, if you have followed Michigan recruiting for a while, because this is miles Hinton, the right tackle at Stanford. He hopped into the transfer portal shortly after David Shaw resigned and did not find a home. Uh, it didn't take very long for him to find his next home 
here in Ann Arbor. So Michigan was recruiting Miles Hinton, who was the brother of Christopher Hinton, former defensive tackle at Michigan. They were recruiting him coming out of high school. He was, some services had him as a a high four-star. He was a five-star player uh, at one point in the cycle. Uh, But he he was a highly touted guy coming out of high school uh, in the state of Georgia. Ended up committing to Stanford, even though Michigan was going after him very hard. And Chris Hinton was definitely still on the team at that point because Miles was coming out of the 2020 class as a top 100 prospect. So, yeah, I mean, this is a really important one, too, guys. If you've been keeping up with the uh, the amount of eligibility left for just Michigan players in general. But I I think there's going to be some, some turnover here for sure. And uh, getting one of the best right tackles in college football and miles Hinton to commit to you and and to transfer to you. um, I I think it kind of shows that Michigan's going to be in a, they're going to need these guys a lot more than what uh, you may have originally anticipated Obviously, the right tackle position was kind of up for grabs this season, um, which was interesting because you wouldn't expect that from a Joe Moore award-winning offensive line. But the right tackle position was kind of in flux all season long with Carson Barnhart originally being the reserve. Trent A. Jones started the season and then he got injured. I believe it was the Indiana game and Carson Barnhart started the rest of the way. And it's been like that ever since. Trente obviously still comes in for the jumbo tight end spot that, um, you know, when you need a, an extra offensive lineman out there, as Michigan does very often, because <laughs> if you haven't noticed, they like to run the football. Um, so they bring him out there, but it's it just seems like it, it's going neck and neck. And, you know, Trente could win his job back at any moment. Uh, Carson Barnhart is an aging veteran in the room as well you expect him to be there next season as well but um with this addition I would not be surprised if one of those guys entered the portal themselves after uh the season is over whether it's over against TCU or in the national championship hopefully the latter but I would not be surprised if one of those guys entered the portal and Miles Hinton is the starting right tackle for the Michigan Wolverines next season. I guess it could also be where Miles goes to the left tackle position if Ryan Hayes were to go to the NFL, which, again, I, I think that's probably going to happen. And uh, both those guys stay. I mean, I guess there could be a, a scenario where that happens, but Miles has played right tackle his entire career at the collegiate level. He played left tackle in high school, so it would just be a matter of can you go back to the left side to round out your college career. I think he's a good enough player to where he could, but the comfortability at the right tackle position may be too good to pass up for him in Ann Arbor. We'll certainly see. But again, very, very good player, Miles Hinton. I was really excited to see this one uh, unfold and uh, uh, happen for Michigan. Let's talk about this other transfer player here. From Stanford as well. Another offensive lineman. So if you're taking count, this is three offensive linemen that Michigan has added in the transfer portal. The third and final one being Stanford center Drake Nugent. Not a highly recruited guy coming out of high school. He was a three star, not even a top 1000 guy. He was 1,141 
on the 24-7 sports composite. He's from the state of Colorado, which Michigan has actually had some pretty decent success with uh, since Jim Harbaugh has been in Ann Arbor as the head coach. They have uh, recruited Colorado very well, but he is a very good player. Despite the low ranking when he was coming out of high school, he had other offers from Arizona State, Oklahoma State, Utah, Louisville, and some others. Uh, he is six foot one, three hundred pounds. He's been the starting center for Stanford since last season. He started all twelve games there for him, and uh, he he started all twelve games in twenty twenty two as well. He was a a watch list nominee for both the Outland Award and the Remington Award. Olu Oluwatimi, another transfer center for Michigan, won both of those awards this past season. So uh, Nugent has some big shoes to fill for sure. Uh, so he's got two seasons of eligibility left because of the COVID year, and he had a redshirt season when he was a younger buck at Stanford. So Interesting pickup here. I, I really didn't know what to make of this one at first because I anticipated uh, Michigan having a decent center battle next offseason between Greg Crippen and Raheem Anderson. Now having Drake Nugent in the fold, really just to me, I, I don't think there's going to be much of a battle at this point just because of the experience and the high level of play that he has had at the center position. Of course, Perhaps one of the younger guys ends up beating him for the starting job. You could see uh, Greg Crippen, even though he was redshirted this season, really didn't play him at all. I thought was a very interesting move by Harbaugh. Um, uh, Raheem Anderson has played the center position in mop-up duty this season, and he's looked pretty good. So there will be a very, very good battle going on for the starting center job next off season between those three guys. I would anticipate those are the only three guys that will really have like a legitimate shot of starting at center for Michigan come next September. Really interested to see how this one shakes out because again, I, I didn't really see the center position as being one of serious need, but they ended up taking him anyways, and it, it's a good addition nonetheless. And, you know, you, you've heard me and you've heard John Simmons on this podcast talk about this uh, before, is that you can never have too many good players along the offensive line or the defensive line. And we're going to talk about a defensive lineman here right now, and this is Josiah Stewart, the former Cara, uh, Coastal Carolina edge rusher. He hopped into the transfer portal, and this was one of the most heated recruitments out of the transfer portal that Michigan has had. I mean, arguably, it's probably number one. Uh, he was a highly, highly sought-after player in the transfer portal, and you wouldn't really expect that from a guy from Coastal Carolina, but he tore it up his first two seasons in college. So let's kind of just recap this recruitment out of the transfer portal real quick. He announced his offer from Michigan one day after entering the transfer portal and had several other offers on the table. He had uh, Virginia Tech, Mississippi State, North Carolina, Missouri, West Virginia, Cincinnati. And then these other two who made his top three list along with Michigan, that's LSU and USC. So he took 
official visits to both Ann Arbor and Los Angeles. So his final two, he eliminated LSU from his final three. So his final two was Michigan and USC. And I I think a, a decent factor for Michigan here, other than, I mean, everything that is is just clear and obvious with the academics being strong, uh, the on the field product being strong. So you really get the best of both worlds for that. Um, but another thing that may have helped Michigan is that a former high school teammate teammate was uh, and still is on the team and will be on the team next season, and that is Mike Sainer still. So that definitely. I think played a decent role. I don't know if it was the deciding factor. Josiah Stewart, to my knowledge, has not really done any media interviews since committing to Michigan, but uh, a, a big pickup nonetheless, because he was a true freshman, all American in 2021. He had, now listen to this, 43 tackles, 15 and a half tackles for loss, 12 and a half sacks, which is a school record at coastal Carolina and three forced fumbles. That was all his true freshman season. In 2022, he had 36 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, three and a half sacks, one pass deflection, and one forced fumble. So he's got two years of eligibility left in college, which is very nice. At the very least, he'll have one season. If he tears it up and goes to the NFL, that'd be great. But has at, at the very most, he has two years left of eligibility. So he's six foot two, 230 pounds. He's definitely a smaller edge rusher. So I would anticipate him being in the the linebacker edge rusher, I guess, flex position that Jalen Harrell plays. You've also seen Josh Uche and David Ojabo play that position. That's probably where he's going to end up in Ann Arbor. So Really good player. Um, He was among the best players in the transfer portal rankings on 24-7 sports. Uh, At the time that he committed, he was number 24, but he is a solid four-star player in the transfer portal. Really, really good player. Um, It should definitely bolster Michigan's uh, pass rushing abilities next season. Uh, Really excited for him. And he is going to be a really good player in Ann Arbor. Before we talk about these final two guys, let's just take a second to give a, a sponsor pod announcement here. And this is Manscaped. And we've been talking about Manscaped for months at this point, but they really are the best at men's below the waist grooming. I've talked about the performance package 4.0 so many times, guys. I mean, it, it's a game changer. And I'm not just screwing around here. I use this every week. Every other day, it seems like, because I I am just using that thing constantly. Uh, it, this package includes the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is the thing that I use a lot. It's waterproof. It has the patented skin-safe technology. So you ain't going to nick your nads, guys. It, 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 it just it doesn't happen. The Weed Whacker Ear Nose Trimmer also comes in this package as well as the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Cleanser Groin Wash, and the Crop Reviver Ball Spray. And if that wasn't enough for you, you'll get a free pair of boxers and a travel bag to carry all this stuff in. So join the 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their grooming needs. Use our promo code MNB20. You will get 20% off your order and free worldwide shipping. Again, manscaped.com, promo code MNB20 at checkout for 20% off your order, free worldwide. 
worldwide shipping. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Now let's talk about these final two guys in the transfer portal who committed to Michigan. And these guys are a pair of teammates as well, much like Drake Nugent and Miles Hinton. We are going to talk about a couple guys from the Big Ten, specifically at Indiana, and the, let's start with tight end A.J. Barner first, because Michigan really needed a tight end in uh, the transfer portal, and they got one. They got a really good one and a, a an experienced Big Ten conference tight end. Six foot six, 252 pounds. He's from the state of Ohio. He was a three star recruit coming out of the 2020 class. Um, he chose Indiana over other offers like Michigan State few Mac schools like Eastern Michigan and Kent State and Ohio had some lower tier FBS schools as well. Uh, but coming out of the transfer portal, he picked up offers from Michigan, UCLA, Pitt, Illinois, NC State, just to name a handful. So uh, in, in eight games during his true freshman season, uh, it, it, he didn't really make the stat sheet. Uh, I'll just be straight up with you here. Uh, but as a redshirt freshman, that's when he started to contribute on offense, had 14 receptions for 162 yards and one touchdown in 12 games. And then this past season in 10 games, he caught 28 passes for 199 yards and three touchdowns. So again, Michigan needed a tight end. They lost Eric all and Lewis Hansen to the transfer portal. And with Luke Schoonmaker likely headed to the NFL, Joel Honigford is going to be out of eligibility. Carter Seltzer is going to be out of eligibility. The Wolverines were in a really, really tight spot at the tight end position for next season. Obviously, you've got Colston Loveland, who is an emerging star at the tight end position. Max Bredesen has also contributed uh, some meaningful playing time this season, mainly as a blocker, like an, uh, you know, a, a flex, like H back kind of a thing. Um, really good player, uh, but just hasn't really, uh, recorded many stats. Like it just hasn't happened for him. Um, so you, and then after that, you're really going to rely on a few other players that haven't really stepped up to the plate much in their career. Matthew Hibner was a, a, a four-star guy that just really hasn't played a whole lot, but he is still in Ann Arbor up to this point. And then, Marlon Klein, he will be a redshirt freshman next season, hasn't really played this year. And then you're going to have a couple true freshmen coming in uh, in the 2023 recruiting class uh, that you, you can't rely on a true freshman to uh, really pick up the the playbook and everything as fast as Colson Loveland did. It just it's not going to happen with every recruit. So uh, to have to rely on a couple true freshmen to potentially play meaningful snaps and contribute at a high level. It, it just would not have been a very good situation. So to get AJ Barner out of the transfer portal. And it, like I said, a player that's experienced in the big 10 conference, he he knows what this conference is. He grew up in big 10 territory. So he's very well aware of what he needs to do to be successful at Michigan. Really good pickup. They needed a tight end. 
Uh, it was among the top, uh, I, I, in my opinion, at least, it was among the the top needs for Michigan coming out of the transfer portal this offseason. They got one. They got a pretty decent one, and uh, he's got a couple of years left of eligibility. So good pickup by Michigan. Now this last guy, his teammate at Indiana, another position of need for Michigan coming out of the transfer portal, and that's the quarterback position. So they landed Indiana quarterback Jack Tuttle, that came just last week. And uh, again, another veteran player that has experience. They don't need a starting guy coming out of the transfer portal because they still have J.J. McCarthy for at least one season. But they lost Cade. They lost Alan Bowman to the transfer portal as well. So they really needed a guy to n- not just be a clipboard guy, but to be a leader in the quarterback room to kind of help out the other players in mainly the younger guys, um, Jane Denigal, Alex Orgy, and Kendrick Bell, who's Ronnie Bell's brother, who's coming in as a quarterback. I don't know if he sticks there throughout his entire career, but I think they needed another player to kind of be the Alan Bowman of the quarterback room. Just really important stuff, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and, and he's a solid quarterback. Don't get me wrong; he's not gonna he's not gonna start at Michigan. Like I said, they, you got JJ still for one more season. Uh, but to have a player of Tuttle's caliber uh, in the event that something happens to JJ, I, I think Michigan would be in good hands. He was a four star guy coming out of high school, originally committed to Utah and enrolled there, and then transferred to Indiana. So he's got the experience, and uh, he's he's a like I said, a former four star guy. He was a team captain uh, for Indiana this past season. He uh, has thrown for nine hundred and one yards with five touchdowns uh, in his career, a fifty seven point one percent career completion percentage. Uh, so he's definitely been around. He's he's been playing for quite some time. So to again to have him come in and just be the leader that this group, this position group needs. I, I think it's, it, it's important. It wasn't an immediate need. It, it was, it was a need, but I, I don't think it was as big as linebacker per se or tight end or even defensive back, which hopefully they end up dipping back into the transfer portal to get some defensive backs this off season. Probably won't happen until after the college football playoff, but, they will probably need a cornerback uh, or a safety, uh, some kind of defensive back that can come in and help immediately. Who knows what happens with DJ Turner and Jamon Green this offseason. Perhaps they go to the NFL. RJ Moten is also eligible to go to the NFL draft. So we'll see. I mean, it, it's it's still, uh, still early uh, with <laughs> all the transfer portal stuff, which is kind of crazy considering Michigan has seven additions already in the transfer portal. But uh, yeah, they, they could use a, another player or two uh, this offseason. So like I said, there's a lot to like from this uh, this haul in the transfer portal for Michigan. Really excited about Ernest Hausman. Really excited about Josiah Stewart. The three offensive linemen that are coming in are going to probably contribute immediately. I I don't foresee any of those guys being backups in Michigan, but we will see. I mean, Drake Nugent, perhaps he loses the center battle 
Um, Miles Hinton, perhaps he is a reserve uh, tackle for Michigan. Who knows? I, I just, I personally don't see that happening as of today, but at the very least, you've got really solid depth along all of these position groups, which is very important for a team that wants to not only contend for the college football playoff, but continuously contend for the college football playoff. You can have star players left and right, but you need depth in football. Injuries happen all the time. At the very least, these seven guys coming in are going to provide just that, and I really like where Michigan is at heading into 2023. Interested to hear your thoughts. If if you want to leave a comment down below, would really appreciate that. And uh, thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. You can follow Mason Brew on Twitter at Mason Brew, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. Please subscribe to the Mason Brew Podcast Network. That would greatly be appreciated. As would leaving a five-star review if you are so inclined to do so. We would also Greatly appreciate that support, too. Big game this week, guys. Uh, We are going to be covering this wall-to-wall. Like I said, college football playoff, Fiesta Bowl. Really big game between Michigan and TCU this weekend. Have a happy new year, and hopefully we can ring in the new year with Michigan going to the national championship. But until then, guys, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with another edition of Future Brew.